Hello again, off we go with the Surfly and Early Morning Report on the 21st of August 2020. The waves are pumping. This is Pete Jones, your off-the-lip surf reporter on location at Llangeneth Beach Gower. At the time of issue, 2pm, the waves are really big, pumping. It's going to be great over Langland Bay. There may be a little wave over at Oxwich. So take care if you're in the water today. This is PJ signing off. Have a great day. Bye for now. Welcome back then, guys, to uh, part two of our chat with uh, with PJ. You forgot my name, man. <laughs> <laughs> you never forget. <laughs> so um, we were just talking, when we finished off, we were talking about the Europeans and the yeah. importance of winning the Europeans. Um, now, of course, uh, you were then given um, an invite to the Duke contest, which went on to become the Eddie. Well, the, to our record, yeah. was the only European to be invited to the Duke. Yeah, when I uh, A won big wave invitational in YMA, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that would be, um, it was the wild card. Yeah. Um, and this was 78, I think it was 77. Yeah. No, maybe 77. Yeah, I think it, it was. It was 77. And, yeah. well, I didn't have any money. I'd been to Waimea, yeah. seen Waimea, yeah. and we were renting a property down there, that house down there we were renting. And I had my wife two children I thought I don't really need it you mm. know um, so um, I didn't go you know you dodged a bullet though because it was about 50 foot wasn't it that year yeah it was huge I yeah. do remember um, an interview MR somebody said people like his ability a world champion say oh I don't know about this you know but I got to do it but yeah, uh, yeah so I believe in destiny. Mm. I might have died. Mm. I might have. So I always believe in that. I, I saw very recently, actually, because, you know, with, with some of my other work, I've been going through lots of sort of archives and, you know, um, I saw an article in a, in, in a British British surfing magazine, which mm. I think was the one that Rodney Sumter started up in the, in the, oh, in yes. the late 60s. Yeah. And one of the later editions of it. Um, I read an in uh, an interview with yourself in which oh. you stated that um, I think you were talking in 1981 or 82, mm-hmm. and you stated that the, the the birth of James happening simultaneous to winning the Welsh, uh, uh, the, Europe, uh, yeah. the European, and yeah. missing missing, not going to see James be born, yeah, was was part of your decision to start to sort of plan a way of being home more yes. and family life and not travelling as much yeah. and sort of I suppose like that kind of the retirement yeah. from, that, from that first stage or like the yeah. world traveller stage of your career yeah. is that the, do you stand yeah. by that? Yeah I do um, yeah the other thing about it um, probably the pro side of it Yeah. you know in 75 I think when Peter Townend won it right. and then 76, Sean Thompson, and then Rabbit or something. I didn't feel so comfortable being a pro rather than an amateur. Right. You know, I think, and in Britain even, I mean, Ted was a pro surfer, Nigel did a bit, Steve did a bit. Uh, There were loads of amateurs of us as well. Mm. Sort of jumps you up into 
I'm a pro, I'm an actor. I, I, I felt mm. I just want to be a surfer. Mm. Like the World Contest 72, that was it. Mm. Surfing without the money, you know, not saying now if I was good enough to be <clears throat> like Toledo riding J Bay doing two aerials on one bloody wave, maybe that would be good. But, mm. you know, surfing, I didn't want to go to the, uh, the Duke. Really, for other reasons. But but I didn't you, want to leave my wife yeah. with the kids to do yeah. all the bloody work again. Mm. Um, she's the one that helped me as well be who I am now. Yeah. Um, I probably would be, but I wouldn't have the money. I'm not rich, but I got we're fine, you know. So without the the uh, bigger thing behind you, shadow helping you know i mean a lot of guys of my era single guys smoked too much dope took too many too much drugs uh, mm. didn't have a woman behind them maybe that steered them in the right direction mm. i mean mm. so there are bits of that that in 1977 that was the end of me uh Wanted to be a winner all the time, although I did win the past a couple of times. And then you stayed European champion for four years, well, though, because yeah, in 79... To 81. Yeah. But I went to the... Every two years it was held, yeah. I went to um, France in 79 to defend it. Yeah. You're not going to believe it. It was flat. I can believe that. It went, yeah. <laughs> it went flat. Linda was there. Linda... Uh, Arwen, Arwen was with us, uh, Frenchie, Pete Bounds, can't remember all the other names. Mm. It went flat, so they, all, they gave me back the cup. Well, surfing is yeah. an honourable sport, isn't it? Yeah. Like cricket, so you know, if it, if it rain did, stops play. Yeah, so I won it once, but I did hold the cup. You held it. Till 81. Yeah. And, uh, that and that was in Thurso. And I was gutted. So, did, so, was, so what happened in Thurso? How, how did uh, you I got in the... Um, I had another way of doing it. Six. I was in the last six. And make you laugh. Done to the semis. Yeah. yeah but yeah. I did win the quarters. Thurzo. Six to eight foot. Yeah. Me. Bob Mayer. Chops. And I was the only goofy foot. But I did have a couple of belters. Did I you? won the quarter. Went in the final six. Yeah. But. Well, this is what it was. Chops, I love you. But I was against Chops. Me and Chops. Uh, Paul Russell against Pete Oram, I think. Oh, the names come back. Uh, Nigel against somebody else. Anyway, this was at um, the other break. Not Thurso. The wind went dead on over at Thurso on the other break. Uh, out in the, have you been up there? Yeah. Well, yeah up on the end of a road on a rocky bit. The left Brim, hand there. Brim's Nest? Brim's Nest. Oh, right, yeah, Brim's Nest. And man on man, anyway. In the uh, bit that would have got me probably in the final, Chops and I against each other, we good mates, you know, we good mates. And anyway, I dropped in on the right, Chops drops in on me, right? And I go along and I punch him off. Uh, we're friends, so, but he sort of goes off, but I'm unable to do a manoeuvre, but I ride it all the way in. Anyway, so we go in, I thought, I've got him, I've got him on this. And uh, 
went to church, oh, they didn't uh, call it a drop-in. Uh, and we were, it was a draw. They called it a draw. They did all the things. Anyway, in the end, we had to surf off again and Chops beat me. I was really annoyed. But um, Oof, anyway, that's... so I did. But me and Chops are like brothers. You know, yeah. like that. Um, and then Nigel got in the final against Chops. It was Nigel and Chops, but Nigel won it. Nigel, Nigel was really, really good then. But I look back at contests, all this. I was a bad loser sometimes. But um, you have to be to want to win. Got, yeah, yeah. and now it makes me laugh. But those, the nothing. rivals you had, you had oh, quite yeah. a few rivals? Yeah, well, me and Nigel, Steve, uh, we... Steve Daniels, well, is it? you know when you're, well, surfing for Wales, and the England team come up, mm -hmm. maybe you do ignore them, <laughs> you know, and you do get like that. I suppose, you know, other sports like boxing, my God. Box and you go in there, I'm gonna kill you, you're gonna kill her. At the end of it, they knock their bloody brains up and then hug each other. <laughs> and say, you know, surfing is a bit, you know, more laid back in a way anyway. But yeah, but, yeah I mean, uh, there were other surfers though, I really proud of was Carwin Williams. Yeah. Because Carwin was a so talented, so easy going with everybody, even opponents. You know, Carlin, I couldn't do that. So we're all different. You, mm. James, my son, James, we're different competitors. Mm. Paul Russell, great surfer, so bright up here. Mm. He'd work out, set, come in. He'd know which one to get to be the winning wave. So, you know, those guys of that era, my era was more, more laid back. You know, Tig and Newlin, Graham and I, Chris Jones, we were more styly and whatever. Mm. And I, I'm a part of that, really, as I feel now when I go in. You know, more of a style merchant, really. I'd like to be that, rather than the most radical manoeuvre. It's brilliant, yes, but, you know, people like Derek Hind in Australia, who I know really well has been here. Yeah. Derek's magic to watch. He's only got one bloody eye sight, you know? So that's, that's what I enjoy about it. Because I'm feeling something you can't explain The emerald waters running through my veins I'm feeling something you can't explain You've kept that soulful surfing uh, part of surfing within your life. You left the competitive side yeah. and then in like 79 yeah. You started up where we are now, here in PJ yeah. Surf Shop. Down the road. Right. Down the road. Yeah. Yeah. And started doing it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. But in my day. So was I, it just you and, and Carol was involved then? Yeah. Carol was, yeah, I was with Carol. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, we were married then. Yeah. 79. Yeah, it was. Carol was. is a real beauty, is the word. I was engaged to be married to another girl, Vicky. Um, who was fine, um, but in 1973, spring of 73, in Plangetneth, running over the dunes on a hot day, it was a steep dune, and coming over the top, and then over the top comes Carolyn, she's younger than me. I thought, Christ, she's bloody gorgeous. It wasn't just lust, it was like eyes, everything. So, I like her. 
So when I liked it so much, I felt a bit, not nervous, but, hmm, I better sound good. I went, hi. <laughs> she said, hello. <laughs> <laughs> but then we, you know, so in the end, I asked her out. So Carol, surfing, see, when you're talking to me about surfing, surfing gave me everything. Mm. Uh, you know, not just surfing, where we're sitting now, it gave me the wife I'm with. Surfing led me to her, because the other, the other lady was a lovely lady, but she didn't like surfing. And so we surf it pure, you know, follow that. So surfing, even now at my age, still gives me uh, the pleasure of going in the water and making life seem right. I suppose that's what it is. It makes life seem right. You know, yesterday I went over in um, Brafton, right? I had two lefts. James, you'd have blasted on it. Double overhead for me. Yeah. Waist high for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I, I rode it all the way in. And, mm. you know, I, I came out. And even when you're feeling a bit stressed, you know, we all mm. do. And I do. You know, days when you feel, feel good, feel... I go surfing, okay. I come home, oh, I'll pay as much tax as you want. I don't give a shit about this. <laughs> I'm happy I caught a wave, that's all that matters. You know, so all is good with the world. Yeah, you know, it's, it's very deep. You, you've helped many people um, make their own surfing plans, you know, around, around the tide and hopefully um, around, the, around their, yeah. their, their lack of job or their flexible yeah. job. In what year was it that you, you started the great... <laughs> PJ Surf well, report. It was the, the, the answer for message. Nineteen ninety one, and I started it. Right. And the only reason, <coughs> excuse me, I started it was when we had the shop. People would ring me every day. And ask you right. So like. the phone would come, you know, and people I know it's fine. So they ring me every bloody day. So you know, I picked up the phone one day. All right, Mush. Uh, what's the word Surf like today, Mush? Who are you? Oh, you don't know me, but, but, uh, you know. I thought, oh, Christ, here we go again. So, and it happened all the time. So I thought, oh, I'd better open premium numbers. You can get a number, to, you know. And in those days, premium numbers were, you know. Hi, how are you doing? <laughs> you want to know what the waves are like? I'll tell you now. Tell me. You know, but anyway. That's I, actually we, pretty much what you were saying. <laughs> We phoned, I phoned uh, BT and, uh, in London and uh, the guy from BT said, oh, I'll come and have a meeting with you on train from London in those days. So he drove down, Carol and I went to Swansea, met him, had a coffee with him in Swansea and he went through it. Well, we can give you a premium rate number, a gold number. Um, so he said, he said, but it costs quite a bit in those days, right? I said, how much? He said, well, £200 a week to do it in the beginning. That's expensive now. So um, now you can get them free. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, he said, I said, shall I do it, love? He said, okay. So 10 grand it was, 91. Anyway, uh, I say this right, now, I would never, um, 
91 would have been a deposit. Mm. Wow. Um, but they take 200 out of what it makes. Right? So anyway, um, he said, I'll give you a gold number 0898-445-445. And you know the film, the, not from the uh, quiz film on TV, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was 0898-444-444. <laughs> but we went 445 445. So I thought, oh, that's a bloody good number. I like that. Anyway, um, I decided to do it. And it's easy to do, Tom, but it's a commitment every day of the year, mm. eight in the morning, Christmas Day, you get up, check the waves and do it, right? Mm. So I did it. Uh, first uh, month came through, uh, how much it made. So first week at uh, month, uh, it made, uh, week made 260 quid. So I thought, great, I got 60 quid, and BT got 200. So it was profitable. Yeah. But three years later, it jumped, you know, and it did make us really good money. But I wouldn't do it again. I mean, the re- I suppose in the morning, I do it. Hello again, off we go. So I early more report on, uh, on, what day is it? Friday, 21st of August, the waves today are good, the wind's offshore, it's really nice. Try and get it, it's going to be really good. So I do it, it's easy to do, you phone in with all the numbers, and then I start, shop would be open, and then two hours later, I think, shit, the wind's changed, it's gone onshore. People are ringing my phone line. And it says it's clean, yeah. Yeah, so I go, oh shit, I've got to do another one. So I come up here, press the buttons, and... Uh, Yo, yeah, it's Pete Jones, you're off the lip surface. The wind's swung, it's gone on shore. Pre-webcam days, you know, mm. nobody knew. So I did feel a little bit. It was a commitment that's easy to do, but yeah. it did make me quite a lot of money for right. about 10 years. How and long? Then, and then the webcams came oh, on. Right, and I'm mad, really, because I mean... Because it made the decision for you. It's like being you. a weatherman, mm. isn't it? It's raining. No, it's not sunny, it's... It's windy. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. it's not. It's was gone. that famous weatherman who was like, yeah. wrong oh, with Michael Fish? Was Fish it I remember that. Bless him. Bless him. <laughs> I never lived it down, did it? going to be a hurricane. Yeah. Yeah. But I did, do, I did do once on April the 1st. <laughs> yeah. I did say, hello again, off we go to the Surfline earlier on port. Pete Jones, you're in the tube, surf reporters. That was the clue I gave. Yeah, if you heard it in the tube, put it down. The waves are brilliant. Because how long did someone have to listen to for you to get the the, the coin? Forty in the, seconds. So you had to keep them on for forty seconds, yeah. right? So you you had to speak well, about anything it, other than the surf yeah, for forty yeah, seconds. Yeah, yeah. And but then that was where you had the code, wasn't it? So, yeah. So the boys code, who who yeah. like knew you roving could, flat, right? Roving flat. Hello, it's Pete Jones. You're roving flat. Um, on the nose, it's at longboard stuff. Right. Longboard in on. You know, off the lip, like today, on shore, booming, choppy, yeah. in the tube. Oh, right. But I did do it, and two guys from Bristol came down. Can it, oh, Pete, you're in the tube today, and it's shit. But <laughs> he said, oh, but what day is it? <laughs> April 1st. I, I never did it again. They said, oh, you bastard. <laughs> April 1st. 
sorry, mate, I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it. So, and that was it, you know? I, 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 used, I wouldn't do it again. I, I used to use it. If you think about back to how surf forecasting worked, you know, like we used to, you know, you used to watch the... Yeah. The, the country file weather oh, yeah. 10 past yeah. 12 on a yeah. Sunday and watch where the low was and yeah. count the days to the low yeah. right the surf's going to be three days late it's going to take us something yeah. to get you and then you it's the way yeah. and what I actually used to do yeah. my parents used to get really annoyed about this because it was expensive your dad's great surfer your dad huh? oh, I, I, he'd be delighted to hear you say it he is a great surfer yeah um, he, in fact he gave me the idea but then, for this but then he used to get really miffed when because it would cost him a fortune but uh, we used to ring the Anne's, when, when the swell was coming, we used to ring the Anne's cottage one first oh, in Cornwall. Right. Because that's like six to ten hours out yeah, from the swell. Yeah, yeah, And then, you know, if, if Anne's cottage said there was surf, we'd then ring yours yeah. to see if, like, see is it, because we'd track the surf up the, yeah. up the channel by, by yeah. ringing the different ones. Yeah. Um, yeah, because you'd literally sort yeah. of count it up. Yeah. I, I, I miss surf yeah. forecasting being a bit of an art, don't you? Yeah, I do. Or do you like being a magic seaweed and just, you know, you know what it's going to be good? Magic seaweed, they are good, but they don't, you know, they're not on the beach. Mm. And they, uh, for the gower, sometimes it's well overestimated. Mm. But there again, we only, we're all surfers, and all of us judge it in different ways. Like, two foot to us, to a beginner, Mm. is four foot. Mm. Mm. And... Really, uh, you know, six foot to us is massive. Mm. I do remember in Hawaii one day, actually, uh, at Sunset Beach, and one guy, uh, he lives, uh, uh, not a true indigenous Hawaiian, a Hawaii, you know, Hawaiian white, mm. and he was a bit arrogant, and Sunset was big one day, to me big, you know, he said, hey man, how big do you think this is? He said, oh, Christ, it's big, it's 15 foot. He said, no, what are you talking about, six foot, he said, right? And when I was telling you about the white knee, when I was at white knee, mm. he was there, I forgot to tell you that, the same guy coming over to me. I thought, oh, Christ, here it comes again. <laughs> and he said, and white knee is closing out. And he said, how big do you think it is, you know? So I thought, oh, I'm not going to tell this book. That's it's like... 40 foot, which it looked to me, said, oh, it's about, <laughs> it's about 15 foot. What are you talking about, Matt? It's about 30 foot, he said. So he went the other way. So I gave up doing that then. I mean, size is whatever it, you feel it is. You know what I mean? Mm. To me, being a little guy, it's always double over the head, you know? To Led Hamilton, big, strongest, big wave rider, you know, it's probably, you know, we're all different. But in Britain, the waves are smaller compared to Hawaiian. There's no judgment in that, you know. Do, do you agree then? Because, I mean, the, that surf report was a, was, a, was a famous Welsh Thank institution as well. Um, do you agree with, or what are your thoughts on, on in our intro uh, in, in, the, in the previous part of this, uh, our... Um, of calling you a, a brand that you you know you managed to then sort of really well, become like PJs, a bit strange you know, to that it became a, a brand. Right. It does. Um, well, I'm grateful everybody rang, you know, and I yeah. say aloha to everybody who did. Yeah. Um, but a brand, you know, I mean. But that's where the you brand. Know, right, yeah. When I was young, right. Put it this way, you know, my age now. 
big order brand is very, I'm very stoked about it. When I was young, I would be more stoked. Right. If you're 25 years old, competitive surfer, and you become a brand, then that's mm. magic, isn't it? Because we need money, isn't it? We need houses, isn't it? We need to be famous, isn't it? You know, we do mm. need that. Yeah. But, you know, to be a brand, to me, is good. You, you know, I don't need to choose it if I need it for a reason. Mm. I think uh, to be respected is better than the brand, mm. whatever you... You know, to be a brand, you could be liked, you could be not liked. Mm. A brand, people would like, some, some people wouldn't like a mm. brand. So there's bits of that that are very spiritually deep, you know, which, uh, not love you saying that, Tom. Mm. Um, maybe I should do another surf report online. Well, a, <laughs> no, a book. I wouldn't do it. Now, and now in 82, 83, you did, yeah, with Dan Merkel. It's, um, well, Dan Merkel sent me pictures. Right. Because Ted Deerhurst knew Dan Merkel. Right. Um, uh, the only reason uh, I wrote a book in when I was European champion I had no money uh, the world contest was on in South Africa and <clears throat> and then um, I, I wasn't going to go so I was in the team there was me and Nigel Steve Ted Deerhurst Pete Bounds and Bob Mayer and um, and then I heard in Wales there was a guy a Welsh published company uh, Tartfan Davis mm. uh, Chris Tartfan Davis right, think, yeah, yeah. yeah right <clears throat> and uh, they were writing books on sport mm. in Wales and they had Barry John doing the world of rugby mm. and they asked me to do world of surfing because uh, I was European champion and I said well I'll have a go so if you do that we'll give you the money to go to South Africa mm. for the world contest which I did Mm. and which I did write the book but then they ran out of money mm. at the end of it and I got the final copy mm. of it but it wasn't a, f a fiction book more of a how to do it mm. uh, where to go more of mm. a how to you know serve how to do a mm. manoeuvre but it is a book that gave me a free trip to South Africa mm. and served J-Bay with Bob Hale before houses were built and that was magic you know was. yeah with nobody there mm. yeah but so there are you know um, what was I on about then a croak in a choke a book, a book yeah <laughs> the, book, the, final proof. the book but yeah the book was something hidden away in the attic mm -hmm. you know what I mean So the um, the one thing I can remember as a, a younger lad, first of all, coming to the Gower was going to a reef which in Porthcawl used to be called Christ. Peach Reef. But, Peach. I, <laughs> but I later found out yeah. that it was all yeah. actually Peach Reef or PR. 
So obviously, yeah, well, that was. Yeah. Did you discover it, or what was the? Well, I, I presume I did. I Who mean, were you with at the time? way back in probably about 1974-ish, it was summertime here, flat as a pancake, and a little bit of a northerly breeze. <clears throat> anyway, I thought a lovely day. I went over to the reefs, and in those days. Sumter's was the only one, you know, where Rod Sumter surfed there mm. in like 1969 mm. or whatever. Anyway, I walked along the uh, cliffs there with my suit on my shoulder. I walked and walked. I looked up the gorge and the peak there was about two or three foot, not, you know, very big. Mm. And I uh, thought, I'll give it a go. And I surfed this lovely little peak, came back and... Uh, kept going over there. And then one day, about a year later, I was coming back when everybody was out. Some does. So where have you been, Pete? Where have you been? <clears throat> I've been over there. I've been, uh, and I think the ordinance name is Black Hole Gut. That's, that's what's called an OAS That's the ordinance name, Black Hole Gut. Anyway, I came back one day and some of the Latin, Latin boys were there. And he said, oh, hey, Pete, we surfed over at your reef, Pete, your reef, Pete, you know? Really? Well. He said, oh, did you? Oh, yeah. Anyway, so that went on, and then uh, they came in the shop, and what, somebody said to me one day, oh, yeah, we surfed at your Pete's reef, you know, your Pete's mm. reef. So it clicked, you know, like a snowball goes down a mountain that size, and it sort of gets bigger and bigger, mm. and I'm very honoured to be called Pete's reef. It's a wonderful I, story. I used to go over yeah. there for years. I went over there, and in those days, you could, uh, God, I'm croaking. In those days, you could drive nearly right at the end, mm. yeah, of the uh, lane. You could yeah. go right at the end, and it was a good wave. But now, I'm, you know, I'm a bit of a long border now. It's more of a sucky barrel wave, you know. But, is. Yeah, so I am lucky to be on the map. Mm. <laughs> on the map in a certain way, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and Rod Sumter as well. Yeah, sometimes. I mean, to me, I mean, you talk to me about reefs. The Gill, Paul Gill, who lives in Langland, mm. has probably surfed more reefs around Ireland, Scotland, yeah. on his own with well, with somebody. Yeah. Carwin did uh, ride the end of the worm on his own once mm. uh, many years ago, Carwin. So I am lucky to be chosen to be named. It's a bit of a of right place, right time as yeah, well. Then, it's rather it? lovely, yeah. yeah, rather lovely time. <laughs> Can I ask then? You know, you're talking about some of the surfing now. We're coming into like the '90s, and you know, we're coming on a bit later. And and something that was a very challenging moment in your oh, life. Oh yes, I you know what you're going to ask. When yeah. I had a bang. When you had a bang. Yeah, I did. Um, yeah, that was um, in a way a very. Destiny, I always believe in destiny. And I think at the time it was serious. I mean, I wouldn't be sitting here with you now mm. if the guy hadn't lifted me up out of the water. But I do remember surfing Blue Pool on a day like today, a big swell. Mm. And I rode the wave all the way in on my longboard. And then I see the guy coming towards me on a board I'd sold him the day before. He's a friend of mine, lovely guy. And I said, go, go, go. As he comes past, he falls off. 
the boats come in and I never do this, mm. but I take my glasses off, did this, the board whacked me there, but like an arrow, the nose of the board, boom, and you know, so quick, when you're hurt badly, you don't know what's going on, you know, Ooh, the wind is hearing me talk. Um, it was the 9th of February, midwinter, so there was only four of us in, and all I remember is doing this, and then I remember laying in the water like this, head down, very relaxed, you know, no scary feeling, but I was awake, but in a different way, I thought, ah, oh, oh, oh. I, got, I can't move my head. I gotta breathe underwater. Oh, this is nice. You know? So my body probably switched off because that there was a hole in my head here and built in a hood on, so I am lucky. And then I floated up in the air and I looked down. So maybe we're all gonna die. Whoever you are, whoever however fit you are. But when, you, when that moment comes, to me it will always be nice. To everybody else it won't be, but to me it always will be nice. But when I woke, then the guy must have left me. I remember going awake. My arm was not working properly. And next thing I know, he got me on the beach and James sitting next to me and I'm sitting down like this. I'll be all right in a minute. But my speech wasn't right, my vision wasn't right, and the sky was all multicolored. It must have been like being on acid in the 60s. Oh, Christ, I'll be all right in a minute. And um, Jem Howe, who lives in, who makes... Scurcy. He's a lovely guy, Jem. Climbed up two miles away, ran, and then I remember the air ambulance coming down. Mm. And I do remember the camera towards me. James seemed all right. Um, you know, when you're badly hurt, you know, I'd say, what's your name? And my brain had gone into, shh. I, Peter Jones, my name is, you know. Where do you live? Oh, no, I don't want to say anything. You know, you switch mm. off. Mm. And then they sat me on the helicopter. How they landed there, God knows, because the tide was... There was only sand from here to my garage there. Only that much sand for them to land in. A real narrow space. Yeah, yeah. so they got me in there. And I remember them. <laughs> so we got a lay down. I said, I'm all right. And maybe, funny for me, James, maybe my little man competitive fight came. So they said, excuse me, everybody. Said, we're going to lay you down. So you fucking not let me fucking not. I'm fucking all right. So, okay, so they took off and we landed in Morriston. And I remember getting off, I'm in my wetsuit. You know, guys, where am I, you know? Because I was 60 years old when that happened and up till then felt invincible, you know? Yeah. And I remember walking into A&E, eyes got in and out. Two nurses were running towards me because my son James knows that Serge, one of her surgeons there. Anyway, he'd rang them, told Pete's got a bad accident coming in, they ran in towards me. 
two nurses with scissors in their hands. So I noticed, so it's Christ in my brain. They're not cutting my wetsuit off. I got a brand new hooded XL wetsuit on. So, so I stood there, I ripped it over there, hood off, and then my, there was a hole in my head, but I didn't feel anything, no pain. And then I got it down, so then, get it off now, and then they put me out, and that was it. No. So, I mean, I woke up uh, two days later, and weird feeling that, but um, for me, though, I mean, James, you're a lovely, you love playing your guitar, right? When I came out of hotspot, my hand still tingles a little bit, but it wasn't working. So what do I love to do? And I didn't do a lot up till my uh, mm. ten years ago. So Carol and I went to London. I bought a guitar in London because doing, you know, playing chords gets your fingers going. You know. Mm. So in a way, if I hadn't had a really bad accident, I would be playing music like I do now. So, in a way, I think fate, all right, maybe one day when I'm 90, maybe I won't be able to surf then, but I still play guitar. And so it, it's weird, but it was a bad accident, and my son James seems fine about it, mm. and everybody did. And I had emails from all over the world as well, mm. which is rather lovely, and it put my ego back into place. You know, so. That's good, really. And now you're sitting here, James, you're with me now. You saw me uh, probably a year later, did you? I did. Yeah, I it did. was all numb. Uh, yeah. You know, and I was... Uh, but still, you're always the same person, mm. but everybody's life has nudges. Yes. Mm. Going about which are... Just maybe puts you in a little different yeah, direction. Yeah, but yeah. it was a bad run. Mind you, three years ago, in Brafton, uh, I rode away, I cut my leg here in uh, December the night. Finn went through my leg. Mm. It was down the beach, about a quarter of a mile away. And I went like this, looked down, suit was ripped open, right through to the bone, massive cut. I thought, I might start laughing. If I hadn't had the really bad accident, I would have freaked out completely. Yeah. So I thought, oh, here we go again. Here we go again. Really bad accident. Anyway, I, I whistled to one of the guys who grabbed my board and came out. And when I bent my leg, the muscle was coming out. But it was only a day overnight, but it took a while to get rid of that. But, you know, look at accidents in the water happened to everybody. Look at the great uh, big wave rider Cotton, you know. Uh, Andrew Cotton. Uh, yeah. yeah, Angus Cotton. Breaking his back. You know, mm. Nazare, we pay the price mm. when we're in the water, however good you are at it. Because all the beginners think, oh, you never get hurt because you're really good at it. But I think the better you get, the higher the risk can become. You know, like what they do in now, Tiaupu, Pipeline, some of the barrel rides, I go, ooh, they go into them, and uh, when you beat them in Taoes, yeah. there are breaks that oh, are shallow, this... shallow, shallow. Yeah. And when you're so good at it, you want to be in the deep spot, don't you? You know, you want to be there. But the older I get, I feel a little bit like what you're Jerry really... Lopez said about going with Led Hamilton in the early days. Yeah. 
that he paddled out in the, or got towed out with lead. So I'm not, I may not be right on this, at Jaws. But I remember Jared saying, yes, and he's two years older than me, but he did it about how old he would be, 60 then, way back. And he said, yeah, you know, I, I can ride those waves, but there's a time and a place I think uh, I've done it. I don't, don't need to do that anymore. No. You know, and I'm a bit like that now. I would love to ride a 30-foot wave, mm. but if it's steaming like a barrel in Tiapo, don't think it's worth the risk. Give me a three-foot <laughs> peeling Malibu or something. Like Which that. you can find in Planganeth, I suppose. Yeah. A bit more of a kickback lifestyle, a bit more yeah. chilled vibe. We do, yeah, we do get it. I yeah. mean, and I guess that's where you you've know, got your you sort of... Beat, yeah. You get your reputation as a longboarder there. No, yeah. Well, a lot of um, young people come in and say, Pete, oh, you, you're a, you were a longboard champion. I said, no, it was a shortboard champion. Uh, more of a longboard now, mm. um, but I do uh, I do realise that when I started surfing and all the Langland boys were riding longboards, I didn't like longboards. I thought, oh, that's rubbish. I want to go up and down, up and down, up and down. Um, but now I realise how bloody good they were, how good they were riding the boards. They did. I mean, Dave Fryer, Dave uh, yeah. Fryer, a great longboarder. Um, was uh, one of our local best surfers ever. Uh, he'd do a drop knee cut back. When I was trying to do these off the lips, you know, and I, I realised now, when you're young, you think, oh, I don't want to do that, that's no good. Yeah. And Rod Sumter, mm -hmm. when he came here in 1968, watching him was pretty amazing. So there are bits of surfing, there's all different bits to yeah. it. But the shortboard inside of things started more of a by coincidence, didn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, it did. Yeah, I went to Malbigveni um, to buy a board. Tim Haitland oh, yeah. had the factory there. And uh, I remember walking and I'd only been started. And I said, oh, what boards have you got? Oh, I've got all these long boards. Oh, there was one at the end. Seven, seven it was, with a tail like a, a real wide thin on it, the size of me. It was a huge fit. It was like, thin like that. I said, I'll have that. It looked radical. And uh, he said, oh, you, you never learn on that. You need a longboard to learn. No, I'll have that. And uh, I went to land, I remember, in the early days. And most were riding longboards, but I was lucky enough to start to do that. And then within a year, magazines were open. Corky Carroll in America riding a twin fin, six foot, you know, with all boards chain, your dad will remember that. Mm. And, uh, you know, now I am more of a longboarder because it's the glide. Mm. I think uh, Skip Fry, the glide, shortboarding is magic. We all did it. You've done yeah. blasts, you know. But there's something about catching a wave, feeling the power of the wave just, just give you a, a lull, you know. You, you just glide with it. And then you do it smooth along with it and do a lovely turn, you know. I love that now, I'm bloody old. It's, mm -hmm. I don't know why, I just love. And see, longboarding for girls, women look great on longboard, the balletic. Mm. Boy, don't you feel like playing the fool? Step out of line, break all your rules. Don't let them tell you it's not for you. Don't go.
James, who is a fantastic surfer. Not bad. And, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> he told us in his interview that he wonders how he would have done um, if you'd pushed him more, because he said you were very, you know, you just wanted him to enjoy surfing. And, you, and, mm. and, and this is interesting, right? I, I, I'm wondering what your response to James uh, saying that is. Did he say it? That he would have wanted me to push him or not? Uh, kind of, yeah. Oh, did he? Yeah. Well, I always said, uh, well, today now you see a lot of families whose children are learning mm. and they get pretty good at it. Yeah. Then they they say, you've got to go here, you've got to do this, you've got to yeah. do that. And I suppose I said to James, do you want to come to Langland today? And if he didn't really want to, I, um, I would say, you've got to come, because I knew he would be good at it. Yeah. You know, he had a lot of talent at it. Yeah. Um, so I'm always, I'm a bit of a loner, I suppose, really, yeah. as far as surfing. Uh, James is fantastic. And the yeah. bigger the waves, the better he is. Um, um, oh, it's a tough question, that. I, I think... I'm more of a it doesn't have to have an spiritual answer. dad, yeah. really, and I like James to love it in a spiritual way right. as well as being good at it. Yeah. Um, so, and I knew he was good, and I did give him tips because yeah. uh, the one James will make him laugh. You'll always remember because I see so many kids got up and down like that. So I'd always go right, James. Logos are out of your board. Logos in. Yeah, he's trying to do that. Yeah. Try and do that, and then you will. So this is showing the logo of your board. Yeah, you know, you scream off the bottom, screaming up a wave. Yeah, there are quite well, they are good, but a lot of them would do a fluffy slat, the side of yeah, the bottom. Too. Yeah, and now it's gone beyond control. I mean, the you know, it's down, up, yeah. down, up. Very like, unreal. Yeah, like the WCT, mm. they all down, up, down, up, mm. and style so I try to help James in that way mm. um, I mean we we're very well you always will be individual be mm. who you are what you want you mm. know? and I've always been very um, probably because of my dad I didn't get on with my father in any mm. way he'd been in the Navy didn't like this mm. um, didn't like surfing wanted me to get a real job um, mm. And in the end, when I bought this, and my dad, his ashes are in the garden. Um, he, I said, we didn't get on really. I said, I told you it would work. Told you it would work. And dad would not, because he'd been in World War Two, mm. suffered in other ways. You know, mm. Christ, what they went through. Jesus, you know, we are lucky, and mm. a lucky generation. Mm. The music, surfing. Freedom parties, um, so I wanted James though to do it. Surfing is living. I got to say that word again. Mm. Surfing is soulful. Yeah, and maybe that's one of the reasons my favourite surfers around the world are very spiritual guys. Mm. Surfers, I mean, sorry, Jerry Lopez, mm. Tigger Newton, who lives in mm. Australia now. Um, people, Derek Hind, mm. they, they don't need to be winners. 
although they would be winners, they are good enough to be winners in contest environment. Mm. But and Ben Iper, uh, all these people, the old guys, Buffalo, Kailana, are really old, still going in, doing it. So I, I'd always like to hold on to the uh, natureism of it, you mm. know, mm. rather than the money making side. So you talked about the. The surfers of your era, your generation, yeah. obviously, it's like the field, the endless summer. That oh, was the yeah, time love, of like, yeah. I love endless summer one, James. It's the best of all. It was amazing. Yeah. But that was to say, the, those the within that uh, video, yeah. you know, you saw the guys doing Larry laybacks. They're yeah. just gliding along. But then we sort of moved on from that. We see the, like the guys doing the rodeo clowns. Then yeah. you get now we're getting to a point where we're doing like Superman air reverses. Like what was what, you know like it's a real yeah. jump ahead from well, where you what you ever saw. Oh, way up. Yeah. So well, you, well, do you enjoy watching? I remember Carlton Williams coming back from France. Oh, when would this be? Before he hurt his leg. Yeah. We were out crab one day, Crab Island in Ireland, and. <clears throat> I rode a wave on form, short boy, Carwin went and did a bit of a, he took off and landed on the wave. He said, and the girl would say, what was that? Carwin, and they were doing, he started doing aerials in Wales, pre-aerial time really. Before they was invented. Able to beat some of the guys he was on. Yeah. But um, aerials, well, you know, be bloody great if on my longboard now I can drop in on a big day, fly up in the air, do a spinner, grab hold of my board and land back. I think I'd be on the news if I did that. <laughs> seven, years, seven years old. But I mean, it is amazing. But I, I do like manoeuvres mm. on the wave because when we t we're taking off on the wave, mm. trying to ride that energy, mm. being on it, on mm. that energy, so you ride it like you're but when you're off the wave, you're not actually riding that wave at that moment, are you? Mm. You're doing gymnastics. So on the wave, you could score for manoeuvres, and off the wave, you score for gymnastics. Mm. And they are bloody amazing, but for me riding a wave, you're surfing the wave. Mm. When you're in the air, you're not actually surfing at that one second. You're doing a sort of, hard to think about it, a jump. You know, like windsurfing. I did a, quite a bit of windsurfing. You ride a wave and then you do a loop and then land. So I suppose they're all bloody fantastic, but I'd rather stay on the wave, feel myself all the time mm. being on top of it, doing a floater, sliding up down, I suppose, out on the speed of that moment. Oh, I've got enough speed now, I'm out far enough, let's do a drop turn. You can't beat that for me, I think. But modern surfing, oh, has become Olympic wave pools. Fantastic, but everyone's the same. So for me, the surfing was always about paddling out in the book of sea. It's like a book. To learn that book, 
you'll never be able to taught it. Well, you can't be taught. You can be taught no. how to put your leash on. You can be taught how to do a turn on the board. But the wonderful thing about surfing is I'm making myself laugh. Uh, is being out in the ocean in amongst all of it and learning how to have a good wave that day. And you know, nobody would have known that wave was there. Mm. You got it. You know, like, it's something very deep about it. But, you know, contests are fantastic to watch. For your favourite modern day surfer? Or does it There's not? so many of them. Yeah. I don't want to put a, a sticker on. They're amazing. All of them are. I like the style. Mm. Um, who's the uh, February? His Mikey February. Yeah, fabulous mm. to watch. Uh, Kelly Slater has got to be probably the greatest of all time, mm. probably mm-hmm. on a score sheet. Yes. And on the way he is. I mean, in Britain, you know, there's lots of great long borders, short borders. So I don't want to name anybody. There's loads of good ones. You know, if I go down. Uh, in the water on a really, really good day. If I go down and somebody styles it nice, I say, oh, nice, you know, lovely. Mm. And for me, that's the bit, really, James. But really know? counts. Yeah. yeah. What about you? I'm going to ask you a question. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, Felicia said Would you have a favourite? I think, do you know what? I was thinking about this yesterday, and I think my, if he was still here, I think Andy Irons oh, yeah. would be. Fantastic. Yeah. Although at the time yeah. I probably didn't like him just because yeah. of who he was. but Yeah, and he was unlucky. He yeah. was dragged into to stuff that... Mm. But you yeah, know, it's the style, the power yeah. surfing, I think yeah. I would like from there. Mm. Yeah. I'm probably Felipe Toledo in the men's. Oh, yeah. Steph Gilmore in the ladies. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, what about long borders? Um, Some of the old long borders. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, I don't, I, I, I don't know that I know enough about yeah. longboarding to have a, to have a mean, different opinion. What Sam, about you? Sam Bleakley. Sam Bleakley, yeah. Fantastic yeah, we spoke to him a uh, Skin Dog. Yeah. Fantastic. Guts. You know, I'm a big fan of Elliot. Our Welsh yeah. guy Guts is yeah. brilliant on a longboard. Yeah. Um, there's lots of Elliot Dudley in yeah. Wales. Uh, um, lots of others. Yeah. Tom Fisher, a new kid. He's a bit of a, he's a, Great stylist, uh, loads of others. Yeah. Oh. You're happy with surfing as an Olympic sport? Oh, I don't know if uh, happy is the word. It would be a gang that I would, I, I'm always in the gang of wanderers. You'll watch it though, will you? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah watch it. If it's on a um, wave pool though, it wouldn't be the same. Hmm. It would be totally different. You know, the wave pool would be. Okay, it could be boring, mm. you know, it could bore me. Uh, whereas on a beach where the waves are piling in, yeah. I'd watch all of it, great. Oh, there's a left over there, yeah. oh, he's got it. Mm. Oh, there's a right. Hope, oh. Hopefully the first one is a beach, isn't it? It's cheaper in Japan. Yeah, I hope it is. Yeah. I mean, wave pools, uh, well, I look at, they are good, but it's money. Mm. It's got to make money to be there. Mm. Whereas mm. it's got to make money to keep in business. Mm. Whereas beaches are always there. Mm. No money, it's free to go in. So I uh, am a bit, but they are amazing. But 
if you get a, a poor Brazilian surfer who's really, really good, but hasn't got the money to train on a wave pool, yeah. how do you feel about that? That means it's more of a wealthier uh, asset for good wealthy kids mm. rather than an asset for poor kids who would like to be world champion. Uh, so maybe if they're that poor, they should be allowed to go to the wave pools at a very low rate of expense. Good, yeah. And then it evens out the competing side, whereas ordinary surfing without mm. pools, it's always been evened out, mm. you know, isn't it? Do you yeah. think? I think so. I, pers I personally flirt wave pools. I'm, I'm totally for them. Oh, yeah? I, I, I enjoy watching... Well, I'm not against them, but I... Yeah. They are I, I certainly feel they've got a place, and I think it's just a different form yeah. of surfing. Yeah. And I and I enjoy watching wave pools yeah. for guys in there because. Yeah. But it, it's it's innocent, isn't it? So, yeah. but it will certainly yeah. change going yeah. forward. Yeah. But um. Yeah. Yeah. But looking outside today, Pete, like yeah. the weather conditions are pretty shocking. <laughs> but are. you are still going in every day, pretty much whenever well, you can. What not, keeps you motivated? Not every day. Yeah. No. I, um. What well, I don't. When the wind's on it, you yeah. know, I don't go in, but um, what keeps me motivated? God, I do, it's, what, it's my life, isn't it? You just yeah, don't, it's, what, it's just what the love to yeah, 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 I love to go in and um, feel fit, you know, the older you get, better than going down a gym, isn't it? Absolutely. Looking in a mirror, and uh, so I do like uh, the exercise. I do a little bit of yoga mm. every day as well. I only do yoga because oh, I wanted to be a bit taller. And it doesn't bloody work. <laughs> you know, I thought I'd do this. Yeah. Mm. But no, surfing is magic. You know, it's a way of life. We all choose it. If you're a climber and you love climbing mountains, they're the gang of, they love, you know, it's great to have something outdoors that's so good for you. Mm. And, uh, you know, I'll always do it, hopefully. Keep doing it. PJ, you've been the guest to end all guests. Well, oh, for series so, one at least. <laughs> Tom, thank you very much. Now, can I thank, thank you. you so much for your hospitality James. this afternoon, yeah, yeah. And, and for letting me and Rhino come up here and pick your incredible surfing yeah, brain. Thank you very much. Take it easy. Thank you, PJ. Thank you, Pete. Thank you very much. Absolutely yeah. brilliant to be And yeah. thank you as well, Rhino, for coming along and uh, yeah. and and getting PJ to... to and a, aloha to, to all of you out there. <laughs> Thanks, boys. Um, okay. And that very much is that. Uh, Crest is now going to wind up the 2020 series. Uh, we'll be back in 2021 and continuing to chat to some great characters from in and out of Wales in pretty much the same manner as you've come to expect. Our minds, whether you like it or not, now turn towards Christmas to festivity in whatever form it manages to happen. And of course, uh, the thing we all really relish about the last weeks of spring and the uh, of autumn and the onset of winter, uh, some really good surf. Uh, we wish you all a great end to 2020 and hope to be able to reach out to as many of you as possible again in 2021, hopefully after a great winter and a promise crammed new year. Thanks for listening. Diolcham grando and see you soon. Hoyle val. See you all. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Stay young, keep your wheels in motion. You got everything that 
Thanks. Mm-hmm.